What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Design Huddle, a podcast about UX, creative careers, and the internet. This podcast is hosted by myself, Ryan Warner, and my co-host, Brendan Gross. Let's dive in to today's episode of Design Huddle. Thank you for listening. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to Design huddle we got another awesome episode coming at you live today we are going to be talking about 25 books every product manager and ux designer should read this year i don't know about you guys i've never been a huge reader but i've been getting back into reading and this list i think is pretty good i mostly crowdsourced it from other you know people that i've been talking to a lot of which um, are designers so we'll go through the list i'd love to hear um, also, you know, what books you guys are reading, because I'm always open to more recommendations. And if you're new to the podcast, welcome. Design Huddle is a podcast for designers, creators, and everybody that wants to up-level in their career. It's hosted by myself, Ryan Warner, and Brendan Gross. And we have been really kind of banging out a lot of really interesting episodes lately. So we wanted to like also kind of tailor some of the episodes more to the audience. And one of the topics that continually comes up is, you know, what podcast should we listen to? Which book should we read? So we're trying to make it as actionable as possible. If you're not already doing so, make sure you follow us on Instagram at Ryan Warner and at Brendan Gross. And at the in our, in our Instagram for Design Huddle is Design Huddle Time. Go check it out. We are excited to hear from you guys. So diving into the books, let's dive right into this. So first off, I kind of broke it into like, you know, four major categories. First is productivity. So there's a book called Make Time, How to Focus on What Matters Every Day. Um, I'm going to basically read the title of the book, a brief description of how the book describes it and why I think it's an interesting book to read. Um, so Make Time, a charming manifesto, as well as the intrepid do-it-yourself guide to building smart habits and sticking to them. I think this is super interesting. I'm all about productivity hacking, life hacking. This book is all about just like getting the most out of your day. Everyone always says, I wish I had an extra couple hours in my day. So this is ways to cut the waste and really prioritize how to be as productive as possible. Um, So this is like high on my list. I haven't touched it yet, but definitely a good one to check out. The second one is Think Better, an innovator's guide to productive thinking. So building a great career and an enriching life isn't rocket science. It's about understanding more clearly, thinking more creatively, and planning more effectively. So this guide is to productive thinking will help you do exactly that. I don't know what this book is really about, but multiple people have recommended it. I know that that's a kind of a fluffy description of like building a great career, enrich your life, think more creativity, you know, creatively. But the one thing I will say is, you know, coming up with ways to solve problems more effectively is always something you can learn from. And I think this book, what I've heard is it gives you a really good framework for how to creatively solve problems. 
So, you know, I doubt I'll follow it exactly, but if you can take little pieces from, you know, other frameworks or other approaches, um, you can kind of bake that into your own process and ultimately you'll be more, more productive. So the next sprint, how to solve big problems and test new ideas in five days. I don't know. Yeah, everyone should know about Sprint if you're a designer, but Sprint's also great for product managers. Even if you have, if you're on the business side, a marketer, it's a great book across the board. But it offers a transformative formula for testing new ideas that work, whether you're at a startup or a large organization. The thing I love about you know the Sprint process is it gets key stakeholders in a room, you rally around an idea, and at the end of the five days, you have results that you can basically use to drive the conversation, drive the products forward. Um, so that's my favorite part is that you get cross-functional stakeholders rallying around one thing. Everyone is committing their time and energy to solving a problem. And the, at the end, you really have like a prototype or something that you can actually take um, forward to your users to get more value. So Sprint, it's kind of been a cornerstone for a while, but it's, it's a must. Um, it's one of the few on this list that I've, I try to reread. Um, you know, every few years. Uh, the other one, this is a kind of an old school book, but everyone talks about it. I still haven't read it. The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, Powerful Lessons in Personal Change. Um, it has transformed the lives of presidents, CEOs, educators, and parents. In short, millions of people of all ages and occupations across the world. So basically, again, how to be more effective, how to use your time better, and it also goes through some, uh, I think, use cases of people and how they use it. And, like, you know, obviously famous CEOs and presidents of the United States, people that tend to have very limited time. I think it also, the thing that I like is that I think it factors in some how to be more effective at work-life balance, which I think everyone can get some value from. So that's definitely one that's on the list as well. Another cool one that I'm sure some people have heard of is the four-hour work week, escape the nine to five, live anywhere and join the new rich. This is, seems like the most millennial title ever, but I do think there's also a ton of value here. So it's whether you dream of escaping the rat race, experiencing high end the world world travel, or earning you know monthly five figure income with new management, the four hour work week is the blueprint. So I think this is like like basically is like how influencers, travel influencers, are living today. It's really kind of like owning your career, picking a passion, and making your passion you know, a way to monetize, you know, monetize your passion and figure out a way to do it every single second of every single day. Um, but yeah, I think <laughs> it sounds super interesting to me. I still think a four hour work week is like probably unrealistic, but it really depends on, you know, what the company is. I believe the this was started by someone that started a stand up paddleboarding company, but I'm not positive. Nothing, you know, nevertheless, I will be reading this. It sounds cool. And I think it's very relatable for all the influencers out there listening to this podcast. All right, next, building better products. Uh, Don't make me think. So this is a book um, that is going to focus on, you know, how to improve your abilities as a web designer, as well as, you know, being a better designer and using web standards. So this is a much more um, actionable book. I think of it more of like, uh, you know, like think of like a book you read in college that was very tactical, but these books actually like they're good books that you can kind of pull up the shelf and reference when you need. Um, maybe if you're in like a creative block or you're stuck at a crossroads of how to make a decision or a design decision or rally around people around a new feature, 
this could be a good book to kind of, you know, get there. And the thing that I like is it's a common sense approach to web usability. So this is, it's really a classic book. So definitely recommend checking this one out. Thinking Fast and Slow. Um, it's an international bestseller by Daniel, I think it's Kahneman, but he's the renowned psychologist and winner of a Nobel Peace Prize in economics. He takes us on a groundbreaking tour of the mind. It explains the two systems that drive the way we think. System one is fast, intuitive, and emotional. System two is slower, more deliberate, and more logical. I think this is great because people usually fall into one of these two buckets. Um, I, I personally kind of align more with you know, being fast, intuitive, and like trying to emotionally connect with people. So system two is actually more intriguing for me because um, it's just a different way of thinking. But this is kind of, you know, this is like uh, this book has been a cornerstone for like a lot of people. They always reference it. And, you know, when you're listening to a podcast, people are like, what's your favorite book? This one always comes up. Um, another one, quickly going through these, the products book, how to become a better how to become a great product manager. So this one's filled with practical advice, best practices, and expert tips. Um, if you've heard me on this podcast before, I think being like a product manager, program manager, project manager, these are really kind of the catalysts at companies. They're the ones that can move projects from point A to point B. They are, a lot of these roles all have overlap. Obviously they're different, but um, if you're specifically interested in becoming a product manager or you are a product manager, um, this one has some really good examples of you know how to level up. Uh, the next one, The Paradox of Choice. The Paradox of Choice is um, by um, Barry Schwartz. Uh, explains at what point or at what choice the hallmark of individual freedom and self-determination that we so cherish becomes detrimental to our psychology and emotional well-being. So choice obviously is the heart of this book in deciding, you know, how we actually decide the choices in our life, um, the freedom, and basically like how freedom and self-determination determines the choices that we make. Don't know a ton about this one, but um, yeah, it's on the list. Bottlenecks, aligning UX design and user psychology. So you want, this book is for anyone that wants to learn you know, the psychological constrictions of attention, perception, memory, uh, disposition, motivation, and social influence that determine whether customers will be respect, be receptive to your digital innovations. So this is really getting into, I say this all the time, but if you're a UX designer, um, you have to kind of, if you've ever taken psychology classes, there's a ton of overlap of how people think can also make you a very effective UX designer. So um, I, I really enjoyed my psychology classes in college. So that, that's kind of why I put this one on is to get into more of, you know, thought process, what determines, what motivates people and why they end up making decisions and coming back to products. Um, you know, shifting a little bit to just designer essentials. So the first is joyful, the surprising power of ordinary things to create extraordinary happiness. I just thought this one sounded great. I don't know anything about it, but it's by a designer named Ingrid Fatel Lee. She explores how the seemingly mundane spaces and objects we interact with every day and have surprisingly powerful effects on our mood. So this is, I again, like a, like a kind of a fluffy description of this book, but I think it describes how good design ultimately can make us happier 
which I think is awesome. It's one of the coolest parts of, you know, being in a design career. Uh, Mismatch is a book about, you know, how, or it's Mismatch is the title's Mismatch, How Inclusion Shapes Design, Simplicity, Design, Technology, Business, and Life. Um, the author tells stories of pioneers of inclusive design, many of whom were drawn to work on inclusion because of their own experiences of exclusion. Very popular topic. We've talked about it a ton on this podcast, but definitely one that's worth checking out. For all the typography nerds out there, typography design, form of communication, uh, typography design determines how you feel about a message, the associations you make, and ultimately the overall success of the communication. I don't know anything about typography other than, you know, I like very simple, clean fonts like Futura and, you know, sans type fonts. Um, but I'd love to get more into why users like different, you know, fonts for different products. Um, I, I just, it's just not a topic that I've, I've spent a ton of time researching. So that's why, um, it's on this list. hundred things every designer needs to know about people. I read this recently. It's great. It's very easy. Um, very actionable and easy. It's a kind of in bite-sized chunks. You don't have to like, you know, sit down and read it. Um, you can read like, you know, a chapter or a couple pages a night and get walk away with some really good insight. I think, again, this is, a, this book's really about um, designing without understanding what makes people act the way we do is like exploring a new city without a map. Results will be haphazard, confusing, and efficient. It's all about getting to better, getting to better know your users. Next, graphic design rules, 365 essential design do's and don'ts. Pretty self-explanatory. It asks a ton of designers things that they would do, things that they would do differently. And it's basically a great, uh, you know, list of ways to be a better designer. All right, bringing, bringing it home, we have Grow Your Startup. So I, I am, we talk a lot about startups, unicorns on this podcast. These are some good books if you're in this space or if you're just generally interested about companies. One's called Lost and Founder, A Painfully Honest Field Guide to the Startup World. Everyone knows how startup story is supposed to be. A young, brilliant entrepreneur has a cool idea, jobs out of college, defies the doubters, and overcomes all odds, makes billions, and becomes the envy of the technology world. I think it basically pops the bubble, the balloon there, and says that's not how it is. There's a lot of ups and downs of being an entrepreneur. Um, and it gives a, a real taste of what that life is like. Next one, agile for everybody, creating fast, flexible, and customer-first organizations. Uh, the practical book demonstrates how um, entire organizations from product managers to engineers to marketers and executives can start using agile. The agile framework's great. I think it's so much better than waterfall. Um, we're definitely going to do an episode more about agile, but um, definitely one we're checking out. Zero to one is another one, notes on startups or how to build the future. Information technology is improved rapidly, but there is no reason why progress should be limited to computers or Silicon Valley. Totally agree with this. It's just about how um, startups are evolving around the world in different industries in every facet. And basically, as long as the startup's solving a problem worth solving, um, you know, there should be more kind of people thinking about um, non-traditional ways to disrupt particular industries. Another one, Startup Land, how three guys risked everything to turn an idea into a global business. Um, conventional wisdom says most startups need to be in Silicon Valley, um, but started by young, uh, young uh, engineers around a sexy new idea and back funded by VC funding. Another disc, like kind of 
um, you know, smashing expectations and bias and like how people think it is and kind of giving a real taste of how to be successful um, when thinking about launching a new company. Uh, last one, launch using design thinking to boost creativity and bring out the maker in every student. Some Something happens in students when they define themselves as makers, innovators, and creatives. Um, again, another book I don't know a ton about, but I've heard really good things. I'm all about anyways, exercises, tips, tricks to boost creativity. So I think this one's exciting. I'm also very passionate about education. So thinking of ways to pull out creativity in students is a very interesting um, topic for me. All right. I lied. I said that there was going to be 25 books. I think that's 20. Um, yeah, I'd love to hear what you guys think. Shoot me a DM on Instagram at Ryan Warner. Uh, follow us everywhere. And yeah, we're going to do an episode coming up. That's all about the audience. You guys are great. We really appreciate you taking the time to listen to these podcasts. Appreciate the feedback. Um, just to, just add, just so everyone knows we do take the feedback very seriously uh, there's been a, there was a lot of people in our earlier episodes that said the audio wasn't great. We bought new mics. We've been working on the editing process. So we do listen to your feedback. Um, awesome. Thank you again for another awesome episode. That's 20 books for any product manager and UX designer. We will catch you on the next one. This is Ryan signing off. Peace. Design Huddle is a podcast that is hosted by Ryan Warner and Brendan Gross. The opinions stated here are our own and not those of our company. Thank you for tuning in and please feel free to share this episode.